Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. God rest you, merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born upon this day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Well, good Monday morning to you. Hopefully you're off to a, a bright and early start after a really long weekend. Needed. <clears throat> it was needed. Trey needed it. Did you sleep a lot? Yesterday I did. So I was so tired, I slept through the first part of football. Think about what? that. Like the first hour of games, like I woke up, they started, I passed out of sleep. Was uh, your mother concerned? Was she I wasn't like, home. Oh, I was, okay. I had was to come. Hokey concerned? Nah, he laid with me. Oh, did he? Okay. I, I was like. He's like, I'm exhausted too. <laughs> he played. He play, so I was home Thursday, Friday. Yeah. And I came, I drove Saturday morning because I had to work. I uh, um, had to help uh, do some stuff on Saturday. Right. You're and a good man, Charlie Brown. I know. And uh, I, uh, so he played with Roscoe, my mom's dog, <laughs> who's a little Jack Russell. So it was actually fun dynamic. Well, um, and Jack Russell's, I mean, their energy level is crazy. Yes. And so he was, uh, he was tuckered out. I think he was tuckered out Friday <laughs> night too. Um, but it was, it was fun. That's fun. That is fun. Yeah, that's, that's good. A Jack Russell will wear his butt out. That's a good thing. All right. Here is your thought of the day for today. Appropriate for the first Monday after Thanksgiving, I think. We often take for granted the very things that most deserve our gratitude. We often take for granted the very things that most deserve our gratitude. Yeah. 434-248-0704. That is our number. I'd love to hear from you this morning. Tell me about your Thanksgiving. And uh, hopefully it was it was wonderful. I will say we didn't have any any flops in the food department, which was, uh, that was a nice thing because everybody kind of contributed to the cause. It was lovely. Uh, here's your Mind Jam trivia. You can also use that number for this. In 1895, on this day, America had their first auto race organized by the Chicago Times-Herald. And this race, I don't know why they made it so long because, I mean, let's face it, this was like the first car race ever, and it was 1895. But uh, it was from Chicago to Evanston and back. Six cars participated. They went 55 miles, and the winner, I want you to tell me, what did they average mile per hour wise? What was the average mile per hour during this first auto race? 434-248-0704. We'll have some fun with that this morning. In 1974, John Lennon's last concert appearance took place. Of course, no one knew it at the time. He appeared as a guest of Elton John in Madison Square Garden, New York City. They performed Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, I Saw Her Standing There, and Whatever Gets You Through the Night. That's not it. That's not it. 
There we go. Very Monday-like today, guys. <laughs> I will tell you that. Very Monday-like. Thank you, sir. Also, in uh, 1978, Atlantic Records releases this album. It's a briefcase full of blues. It was the debut album of the Blues Brothers, Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi. The album tops the chart and becomes the best-selling blues record of all times, which is just wrong and just a little bit bizarre. That's okay. Sip your coffee and we'll enjoy a little blues this morning. Every night I go to sleep The blues fall down like rain It was not a bad album. It was pretty good stuff, I will say. We got quite a few birthdays today. If it's your birthday, happy birthday to you. Now, um, I have a daughter-in-law whose birthday is today, so I will wish Caitlin a happy birthday. Uh, do you have a lot of people in your family who have birthdays around you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, that kind of thing? Try to make it special for them. It's kind of hard because it gets lost a, a little bit. Um, I've got a couple of family members. We try to do our best to make sure that they feel like it's a special day for them. Uh, if it is your birthday today, you share it with some pretty famous people. That's right. Randy Newman. He's turning 78 years old today. Happy birthday, Randy. I have some short friends that don't love that song. I'm just saying. Uh, musician Paul Schaefer is having a birthday today. He is turning 73 years old. We also have uh, Ed Harris having a birthday today. Well, you got yourself a crowded shop tonight, Dale. Yeah, Coach. I think y'all know my wife, Linda, and my daughter, Mary Helen. Well... I had a talk with radio this morning. And I told him, not so many words, that we might be looking at some changes. It didn't take long to see. The more I talked, the more he didn't understand me. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a lot of that going on around. Ed Harris turning 72 years old today. He's been in so many great movies, it's hard to even pick one. But I will say... I thought he was pretty magnificent in radio. Really loved him in that movie. Uh, John Stewart also having a birthday today. He is turning 60 years old. Actress Mary Elizabeth Winstead is turning 38 years old. Uh, we also have uh, country singer Kristen Arnold of Sweethearts of the Rodeo. She is turning 65 years old today.
There you go. Sweethearts of the Rodeo. They had a really successful run there in the 80s. Uh, also having birthdays today is uh, a musician. Um, I can't say his name. Apple D. App. Apple D. How do you say that from Black Eyed Peas? Which one? I'm not cool enough to. A P L D E A P. I don't know. Apple the app is what it looks like uh, having a birthday today. Great music, anyway. Uh, we also have from NYPD Blue and the Jamie Foxx Show, Garcelle Barivas having a birthday today, turning 56 years old. And singer Don Robinson of In Vogue is having a birthday today. You're never going to get it. Ever. I loved In Vogue. I wish they were still doing their thing. But they're not. All right. Back to our Mind Jam trivia. Are you ready for this? I um, actually know this answer. Do you now? Because you yeah. just listened to it? Uh, Well, it, Vaveline was, played a big part in this. The oil company. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, So part of their ad read when I listened to a po- the Dale Jr. Download podcast oh, was about this. It's on there. All right, so well, I learned about this. You may not participate then. If you already know the answer. I won't. Because you won't be guessing. It just makes me feel smart. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. What did you know today that you didn't know yesterday? That's one of those things. All right. Our question was about the first auto race ever. That was in 1895. It was organized by the Chicago Times Herald. It was from Chicago to Evanston and back. Why did they make it so long? Why would you make a car, the first car race, 55 miles long? I'm pretty sure only like then. one car survived in this. Oh, I don't know. Six cars weird. participated. Uh, but there was only one win. We want to know what was the average mile per hour of the winning car? It's not as high as people think. I'm just going <laughs> to Probably put... not. 434-248-0704. We would love for you to play along with that this morning with us here uh, on the Morning Jam. We are the Morning Jam. Christmas bells, those Christmas bells, ringing through the land. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. On the Virginia Talk Radio Network. You can drive my car. You just can't drive it very fast. Uh, On this day in history in 1895, this was our Mind Jam trivia this morning. The first auto race is organized by the Chicago Times-Herald. And it was from Chicago to Evanston and back. Six cars participated. They went 55 miles. Uh, Frank Duria wins. We ask you, what was the average mile per hour? Of the winning car. And you guys had your guesses. Um, let's see. We had 13 miles per hour. That was that was guessed. Um, Candy said, my great-grandmother would make my great-grandfather drive something like 8 or 10 miles per hour because she wanted to see the flowers on the side of the road. 
<laughs> wow. Nice. Talk about it's stopping and smelling the roses. It was, they were doing it literally on on cars in, in their car. Um, Trucker B said 12 miles per hour. Renee said 12 miles per hour. Um, I'm Nick shocked said how close 35 miles per hour. Um, yeah. Nick's a little off. All right. So you want to tell them what the answer It was is? 13 and a half, right? That's seven. I look, okay. Seven miles per hour. And so Dale maybe Jr. it was a different. Maybe Dale a, Jr. has it wrong. Okay. All right, well, and maybe he was talking about the first like official race, like NASCAR race. No, no, it was the first motor race. It was this one in Chicago. All right, so, 1895 is what so. is what this is saying, and they're saying that Frank uh, Duria. Now maybe that was the peak that they hit, or something. yeah, that could have been it because half that mean that would make whatever. It's but fine. he but he won averaging seven miles per. Hour. But seven miles per hour? Yeah. That's really I was going to say is that... You can push the car. Talking about, like, people... Talk, my dad had to... was constantly... Uh, I may or may not have been going a little bit over the speed limit in some neighborhoods, and my dad would go, Hey, we... Uh, us people down here don't go this in the neighborhood, Trey. I know you don't you don't drive in a neighborhood anymore, but come on now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> seven so that was miles my per hour. That was, that's really, really slow. <sighs> Oh, that's okay. Uh, so that was that was fun to kind of guess that one this morning. So tell me about your Thanksgiving. Was the food amazing? Yes. Oh, uh, yes, it was. Uh, I had some more last night. I had my uh, I what I did. See, you still have leftovers. My boys blew through their leftovers well, so fast. We paid, my aunt Linda cooked for like ten people for five of us. So that's, oh, that's okay. why I have. I still have leftovers. But what I did is I took I, I I laid it out on the sheet. I put everything on the sheet pan, put it in the oven to heat back up and stuff in the microwave. But I did a little ham, a little turkey, and then like stuffing, mashed potatoes, green bean casserole. Okay. I you know I had all those, and then what I did is I took the rolls. And I put, I made like two sandwiches out of it. Oh, okay. And then put a little gravy in there, and it was perfect. All right. I made like a Thanksgiving leftover sandwich, and it was two, and it was, that was the right call. I, I may or may not have had children eating stuffing for breakfast and I, I <laughs> gravy casserole for I breakfast. That, <laughs> I, did, I didn't want to eat it Friday. Um, See, I even did special, I, I did another batch of sausage balls fresh just to send to each boy okay mm-hmm. D- did not even make it to the next day gluttons <laughs> well that gluttons. reminds me when you gave me sausage balls that i ate <laughs> that morning too that is true and you were not well that day <laughs> that was when i probably i had to be like i was you coming were supposed off of, to be so careful everything i was you coming off my gallbladder uh like right before my gallbladder surgery yeah so Mama Jan's going, okay, let's pace ourselves. I was like, I tried. I know. It's I've, so good. I've got to make you I've got to make you some and, and send them in. Uh, hopefully you guys had a, just an amazing Thanksgiving, made lots of memories with your family. And I hope that your food was absolutely amazing as well. So uh, we were talking about birthdays and, and do you have people having birthdays around the holidays? My son, one of my son's birthdays, is the 17th of December, which is always kind of tough when you're that close. Yeah, I have a basically a family member whose birthday is 20 the 26th. I used to work with two guys. One was born two on family Christmas members Day are on 26. and one was uh, born on Christmas Eve. Like That would be really tough. We tried to make it special, but it was tough. Gizmo said his grandfather's birthday was on December 24th, and every year we would uh, buy him a musical instrument and he would come back and play it for us on the 25th 
He was a tobacco farmer with a gift. So apparently you could give him any instrument and he would just nice. learn how to play it. That's pretty impressive if you can do that, for sure. Uh, it was uh, an interesting weekend this weekend, uh, news-wise. My phone started blowing up on Saturday, I guess, when people kept, I, I kept getting texts saying, are you guys okay? Are you guys all right? Um, there was a massive brush fire in Amherst County, and it was on Tobacco Row Mountain, which is near where we are. And they had a problem, apparently, with some, well, we would call them ganderneckers, but people wanting to come and see the fire. Um, they did encourage people to, to stay away so they could do their job. Thankfully, we did get some some rain that came. But you could see the fire from our front porch Oof. at night. Yeah, it's not a great feeling. Nah. Yeah, not not a great feeling. Apparently, a power line went down. That's what caused the fire there. Um, and I certainly appreciate everybody uh, checking on us and, and everything. But it was still a I good ways away. No idea that happened. Oh yeah, it was it was pretty pretty intense. I mean, you just smoke absolutely everywhere, and to be able to see the fire from where we were was a little daunting. But they did a great job and. Uh, they stayed on site to kind of monitor the conditions. I will say something happened. We we lost connectivity. Um, we we lost our internet. Our cell coverage was just worthless. We just had, no, and we still don't have great coverage there. And so I was keeping my niece this weekend. She's nine. She was helping me decorate and everything. Nice. So you know, having a nine-year-old with no TV, no nothing. No nothing was yeah. a challenge. It, it was. So we had to kick it old school. And Uncle Mark's downstairs trying to find a working DVD player <laughs> and and the cords. So it's like we're, we're pulling out all this stuff. We're so spoiled. I mean, I just forgot what it was like to keep up with all this crap. Just yeah. Hooking it up. Playing oh. it, where they're skipping. My my <laughs> father has perfected if the power goes out, how to get like the TV back on like that. Like we have, he has like an antenna already set up, right. so all he has to do is plug it in. And, and then see, we just we just don't fool, we just don't fool with it. Maybe we should. We live so far out that would probably be a good idea if we did that. But just some rapid ears. Maybe. Maybe we should do that. Uh, if you're like us and you were taking a break from the news over the weekend, we don't blame you. Uh, we're going to get you caught up on everything. Did do a little Black Friday shopping. It wasn't bad. We went out kind of late in the day and, and it wasn't, you know, overwhelming. Of course, today's Cyber Monday. A lot of people, you know, working on on those things. Uh, but we're going to get you updated on what's going on locally uh, Kimberly McBroom, I believe. Niecy is, Payne. Oh, is it Niecy? Sorry, my bad. Uh, Niecy okay. is doing the WDBJ News, and uh, she's going to be talking about a Botetourt County uh, man who shot and wounded a dog and left him on the side of the road. Uh, they are looking for him. Uh, funeral for Deshaun Perry was Sunday. Uh, she's going to be talking about that, talking about that liberty loss. And then you were sending me a story that is absolutely bizarre. Yeah, it's that we're going to be it's talking about. It's about uh, uh, somewhere close to my home, Chesterfield. You know, the uh, Richmond area basically uh, catfished someone, traveled to California, and Good ended up Lord. killing this teenage girl's grandparents and mother and oh burning word. their home. Guys, you've got to know who your kids are talking to. 
you've got to to pay attention and and know yeah. what is going on with your children. I mean, that is just a crazy story. Uh, we also have stories about vehicle fire uh, in Appomattox. Um, we'll get you updated on the the latest uh, national news. Idaho police are revealing some new information on uh, on those those teenagers or well college students that uh, died there. Also. In the 8 o'clock hour, Marco Galbraith is going to join us. He has traveled to Charlottesville. He's also traveled into Chesapeake and gathered a lot of information on those situations that happened there. And he's going to give us some great insight on that story and and figure out what can we learn uh, as we try to move past all of this. but we're going to be talking to him a little bit later on as well. We'll get you updated on everything you need to know. Thanks so much for joining us and starting your Monday here with us on The Morning Jam. Our numbers are 866-916-3776, or you can text us time for your morning jam weather brought to you by wdbj7 i'm meteorologist brent watts sunny skies today warming to the upper 50s clear and cool tonight lows at 34 a mix of clouds and sunshine for our tuesday highs at 57 with a low of 43 degrees tuesday night and on wednesday a strong cold front moves through that's going to bring a widespread rain stays warm though with a high of 62 that rain moves out wednesday night And currently, it's a pretty pleasant morning, actually. 52 degrees in Lynchburg, 53 in Bedford, 54 in Roanoke, 51 in Danville, 54 in Salem, 52 in Amherst, and 49 in Appomattox. I will say, in Salem and Roanoke, they're expecting some rain within the next hour. Uh, Beautiful clear skies when we headed out this morning, at least in the uh, Amherst and Lynchburg area. I don't know if that's going to last throughout the day, but we'll see. So we were talking off the air about how, uh, you know, there were a lot of of funerals for the players that were lost in Charlottesville. Uh, It looks like the New England Patriots stepped up to make things easier. uh, That was a cool thing. A photo was taken at the, uh, you know, Charlottesville airport of the Patriots plane. Mm-hmm. So they uh, they actually the New England Patriots are allowing the University of Virginia and a, and a lot of NFL teams have their own plane just because of the sure. travel mm-hmm. and players to use one of their team planes so they can attend the funerals and three players killed earlier this month because they were all from different areas. Yes, yeah. um, as Nisi mentioned, uh, Devin Chandler's will be in Virginia Beach. Uh, Deshaun Perry's was in Miami, right? And Lavelle Davis's was last Louisiana. week as well. Yeah. yeah, it was in Louisiana. So. Um, you know what's really cool about that, though, is, unless I missed it, the New England Patriots didn't make a big deal about yeah. that. Yeah, they didn't. I mean, no, people it, found I out quite by Because they just took a photo of the airport, which is kind of, which, uh, 
no, I'm not gonna say that joke. Um, because there's a there's a plane that is gonna be orange and blue that's probably gonna arrive in the Lynchburg airport soon for Hugh Freeze. But that's a football joke. Okay. Um, <laughs> way to edit. So, so that's very that's but, very cool that they did yes, that though. Yes, and um, you know, Patriots obviously, uh, one of the the model franchises right now in football. You know, t- they had Tom Brady. So <laughs> they had. Yeah, now he's they don't on Fox. Anymore. That's right. But, uh, I think that's just a cool credit thing to for Robert them to Kraft, do. the owner. Um, but this is this is a cool thing, and and I think about like the cost of just you know the team traveling and all of that, and and this is cool to see. So I yeah, just very oh, neat. So I'm good I'm, stuff. Yes. So if you traveled over the weekend, you probably spent a lot of money on uh, on gas, and even though there was a lot of traveling going on. It seems like that the cost of gas has gone down some, still higher than it has been in a long time. Uh, but they did see some gasoline prices drop coast to coast last week. And uh, a new record was set for the largest single-day decline in the national average. Uh, in addition, 47 of the 50 states have seen diesel prices falling as well. Heaven knows we need that to happen. Uh, that's providing a, a little uh, relief ahead of the holidays and helping to stem the rise in inflation. The current national average for gas is 3.55 per gallon, which is still ridiculous, uh, well over the previous Thanksgiving high, uh, which was last seen in 2012 with 3.41, that according to AAA. Uh, the average is still below a month ago's 3.76 prices, and according uh, to triple a there's a good chance that it'll keep going uh, down ahead of christmas travel the virginia motorists enjoy uh, the prices well beneath the rest of the country the current average is 336 which is 13 cents cheaper than it was a month ago so at least it's going in the in the right direction uh makes you wonder well you know why is it going down is it because he's giving away all of our oil i don't know uh that's not addressed in this particular story so I'm not really, really sure about that. Uh, an interesting story out of New York City where Annabella Rockwell says that she has had to pay to have her daughter deprogrammed after being brainwashed by college's woke agenda. It makes you wonder, is this going to be the future of some kids who are, are going to these colleges, uh, New York pharmaceutical heiress Annabella Rockwell says that her mother paid $300 a day after believing her daughter had been brainwashed by attending an all-female elite liberal college that left the young woman totally indoctrinated and estranged from her parents who raised her. She's 29 years old now, but she told the New York Post I left school anxious, nervous, very depressed, and sad. I saw everything through the lens of oppression and a bias of victimhood. I came to the school as someone who saw everyone equally. I left looking for injustices wherever I could and automatically assumed that all white men were sexist. My thoughts were no longer my we own. Are. This is a this is not a good thing. This is being taught throughout the country. What school is this? This was a this was a small school in the upper um hold on, I'll tell you which school it is. Hold on. 
It, it's it was a small small so small. It's probably like a liberal arts school in New York. I think it. I think it is a liberal arts school okay. in, in the north. I got it. I got um, it. Whereas opposed to some of the bigger colleges where it's, you know, it's not just white men. White men are still evil, but like all white people are I'm evil. So, I'm so evil, Janet. I That's know. That's exactly I know. Right. I know. Uh, a former competitive figure skater who grew up on the east side, she said she was elated to attend... Uh, Mount Hollick College, a sixty thousand a year women's institute in rural Massachusetts. Hey, I went to a women's no college. It, that's not the part I'm laughing about. Uh, the sixty thousand dollars, sixty thousand dollars. That's a year. the part yeah. I'm laughing. Go to a women's college. That's fine by me. It's the right. sixty thousand dollars. Unlike the first year students, she said she did not participate in the Moho Chop, a ritual meant to shrug off gender roles by cutting one's hair. By her junior year, she said she noticed a shift in herself after taking gender studies class. This professor spent a great deal talking about patriarchy. I barely knew what that meant. I didn't know what she was talking about. I wasn't someone into feminism. I just knew I felt like I'd always been free to do whatever I wanted. I never experienced sexism. But I was told there was patriarchy. And you don't even understand it's been working against you your entire life. You've been oppressed and you didn't even know it. And now you have to fight it. And then, she said, I just went down this deep rabbit hole. She said her relationship started changing, particularly with her mother, who before this she considered to be her best friend. I felt I had to teach her how wrong she was and expose her and to do that with everyone who didn't see things correctly. This explains our whole society right now. The professors encouraged alienation from parents and even offered their homes to stay in. They'd say things like, don't go see them. Come stay with us for the holiday. What? Most of my classmates believed all this stuff too. If you didn't, you were ostracized. Her mother, Melinda Rockwell, told the Post she believed her daughter had been brainwashed. She admitted that during one heated argument at the family's Palm Beach, Florida home, she threw a vase through a window in anger over what had become of her daughter. In addition to the costly deprogrammer, she was also enlisted help from her daughter's former tennis coach, Scott Williams, but was warned it might take seven years before she would revert to her old ways of thinking. I mean, you think about this. You're paying these people $60,000 to completely jack up your kid's way of thinking. Then you have to pay to have them deprogrammed. And even then, it might take seven years to undo the damage of the four-year college. That's... It's it's crazy, uh, but I can't I'm comprehend you, that. I can't comprehend that. Like, truly can't comprehend that. Well, but you but you went to tech. I understand. And you went to tech at a time and where this was And my parents thought tech was liberal Lib- well tech is liberal in some ways yes and i won't i i agree with that point but like they didn't and i took classes that in which you could think that would make quote do similar things i'll just put it that way i wouldn't mm-hmm. you know I, I had a comm degree in political science that's right prom, like very liberalty but no it was a very open space of opinions and and like hey this is your opinion we should respect your opinion, like even if which is, and that's the way college should be. The stances of the school was a certain way, because like I, I think it's becoming less like that. Yeah, because I even remember back in 2016, like 
Virginia Tech didn't allow Donald Trump to come onto campus. And that's not cool. And I, I, I remember that. I remember going to his thing and just for fun, because I was bored in tw- like at, at Radford. Um, so eight six six nine one six three seven seven six is our toll free number. What do you think about this? Do you think this is going on in colleges across the country? Because I think it is. Uh, Melinda said it's like walking a tightrope. I couldn't push too hard, or I would lose her. But if I let her go, I might not see her again. It was as bad as trying to get a child off the streets who's on heroin. I don't know about that. Yeah. Unless you've done that. I don't think you can you that's, use that yeah, comparison. Say, that's a little yeah, extreme. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Uh, everybody is sure it won't happen to their child, but it will. Professors and older students tell them they're special. It's like they're anointed. And then they tell them how oppressed they are and what victims they are and how they have to go out in the world and be activists to stop the oppression. I think it's interesting that this woman is is coming out and and talking about this. And it's really important that we have this conversation. Um, there are going to be some colleges. If you send your kid there, they're going to be signing up to hate the patriarchy, hate white people, the founding stock of our country. Um, it's a bastardization of higher education for the sake of weaponizing naive young women for the sake of advancing a toxic agenda. Annabelle Rockwell, this young woman, worked for Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign. And I'll bet that was encouraged, too. Nice. She said, if my mom had not kept harping on me and not given up, I don't know where I would be right now. Mount Holick met its match in my mother. If it wasn't for her, I'd probably be living in Massachusetts, working for some super progressive politician, hanging out with people, I had nothing in common with except ideology and drinking all the time. And I'd be miserable. Hmm. Interesting. I think we're going to be seeing this a lot with our kids. You better be paying attention to what they're learning, guys. Really pay attention. 866-916-3776. Have you experienced something like this with your kids, with your grandkids? I'd like to know it. We're going to go to break. We'll come back. Lots of local headlines to cover for this weekend so we'll have that coming up here and uh, we've got five and dine now it's time for janet's five and dine on the morning jam give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight five and dine is brought to you by our friends at fnl market they're located on memorial avenue in lynchburg they are cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day and they're working hard to keep their prices low so you can keep your food bill firmly in check. Did you have a lot of uh, turkey leftovers? If you did, there's a lot of things you can uh, make with that, including a lovely turkey salad, perhaps. How about cracked turkey salad? Anytime mm. they put crack on it, you know it's got taken it to a different level. Here we go. Um, of course, my husband insists oh, it just tastes like regular chicken salad but it really doesn't uh you're going to start out by taking your leftover turkey and uh chopping it up accordingly and then you're going to need some of the things that you always need with your um with any chicken salad or, or turkey salad i like to put in some diced celery and diced uh, uh onions in there uh, you're also going to put in some crumbled bacon and a little bit of shredded cheddar and then you're going to mix together 
a little bit of uh, mayo, Dukes, of course, and a little bit of ranch dressing, Worcestershire sauce, and black pepper. Next, you're going to add in some chives or green onions and fold it together. Add your turkey, bacon, and cheese in at the very end, and then you're going to want to refrigerate it for at least two hours. It's a little bit different, but it's a super delicious turkey salad that I think you'll enjoy. And there's a reason why they call it crap turkey salad. And I also like to, sometimes, I'll put in some dried cranberries in there, which gives it a little pop of sweetness. Good stuff. You want some uh, recipes for your leftover turkey? I've got them for you. Just go to Facebook, type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share. Brought to you by our friends at Evan Market, where the meats are cut above. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the morning jam. I come from a long line of Southern cooks, and one thing my mama always told me was ingredients matter. That's why I trust the experienced butchers at F&L Market, Lynchburg's only locally and family-owned independent grocery store. Their staff cuts and grinds fresh meats daily and will offer you the personal service you desire for everyday meals or special occasions. F&L Market will have you holiday ready as they celebrate Thanksgiving with some great deals. Spiral smoked hams are $2.48 a pound. Whole country hams sliced free are $4.29 a pound. Save on whole boneless pork loin, $2.69 a pound. And beef bottom round roast are $3.98 a pound. In the produce section, save on North Carolina sweet potatoes, just $0.59 cents a pound. Happy Thanksgiving from everyone at F&L Market. Stop by F&L Market today, 2517 Memorial Avenue, Lynchburg. Their meat is a cut above. The Morning Jam. He got mad and he saw red. And he said, boy, don't you lose your head. Cause to tell you the truth, I've been with her myself. That's the night that the lights went out. Miss Reba this morning. We didn't lose our lights this weekend. We did lose pretty much everything else. Because <laughs> we did live near uh, Tobacco Row Mountain. Of course, there was a big fire up there this weekend. Looks like that's fully contained. No word on exactly how much, uh, you know, forestry or anything that we lost up there. But I know uh, Verizon having some serious issues with that tower uh, up there. It, it was like going back in time as you're walking through the house holding up your phone, trying to get a signal. You're out on the porch trying to see if you can get something out. My kids don't understand why I'm not responding. Well, it was interesting. I don't miss those days. Not at all. We're getting more details uh, in out of Chesapeake uh, about the shooter in that incident. Don't forget at 8 o'clock, Marco Galbraith is going to be joining us. Uh, Marco does the hard work going out and doing a lot of interviews, gathering information from, uh, you know, witnesses that were were there at the incidents. Uh, he's traveled to Charlottesville. He's also traveled to Chesapeake. We're going to be speaking to him in the 8 o'clock hour um, about what he learned last, last week. So even though it was a, a holiday week, he was out making sure that he was gathering all that information, and then he incorporates all of that into the trainings that he does. So we'll we'll talk about that. Uh, Andre Bing apparently is the shooter from Chesapeake. He wrote a note prior to the attack, officials say. 
Through forensic analysis, investigators found the note on his phone, which was recovered from the crime scene. In the note, Bing, who's 31 years old, described feeling harassed by his co-workers. Bing also stated in the letter that his true intent was never to murder anyone. I was actually one of the most loving people in the world if you would just get to know me, he said. He uh, noted he wished he could have saved everyone from myself. Police said Bing used a 9mm, which was legally purchased from a local store. On Tuesday, it was purchased the same day as the shooting. A box of ammunition was also recovered following a search warrant of Bing's home. He had no criminal history. None. Three people, including Bing, were discovered dead at the store's break room. Another victim was found dead toward the front of the store. Three other victims later died at local hospitals, bringing the death toll to six. Bing died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound, police said. Uh, Chesapeake police released Friday the identity of the sole juvenile victim. That was a 16-year-old. Uh, Fernando Chavez Barron from Chesapeake. Hospital officials also said that two victims remain in the hospital. One is in critical condition, the other in fair. They have set up a a tip hotline to gather information related. They're asking anyone uh, with information to call -call, 1-800-CALL-FBI. And then Walmart set up an associate resource center for workers and their family members which is uh, which is going to be open this Wednesday until 7. And then uh, the Associate Resource Center will move to the Delta Hotel by Marriott, they said. So it sounds like, you know, this man was a grown man, 31 years old. And again, he felt bullied, obviously not well mentally, said that his true intent wasn't to hurt anyone. And one, I think the saddest part of this letter was I, I was actually one of the most loving people in the world if you would get to know me. That is really sad, guys. We need to talk to people and pay attention. And not that it would have changed anything. Maybe it wouldn't have. But a kind word from somebody, it, maybe it would have made a difference with him. We'll ask uh, Marco more about some of this information uh, that we're getting here in just a little bit. If you are in the Nelson County area, Nelson County Sheriff's Office is asking for the public's help as we have another missing senior uh, man with dementia, Bobby Napier. He's 85. He was last seen Sunday afternoon. He was driving a 2001 Nissan Altima with Virginia handicap plates According to the Nelson County office, the vehicle has some other identifiers, including um, the Christian fish symbol sticker on the rear left bumper. And apparently there's some mold on the vehicle, it says. He's 5'10", he weighs 230 pounds, blue eyes, white hair, last seen wearing khaki pants, and a blue-brown plaid button-up shirt. And, of course, they have no idea what direction he's traveling in. Um, if you think you see him, please let police know. Um, he does have cardiac history as well as 
the dementia. There are also some photos of the uh, the car out there in the Nissan Altima. It's a white Altima, and the Christian fish sticker is in the very middle, directly over top of the um, the license plate. So please help keep an eye out for this man um, as having a father with dementia. That was always my greatest fear was that he would get in his car and because many times he would pack like he was going on a trip and thought he was going to Atlanta or Tennessee or you just never know, you know, where their their mind is, is going to take them. So do keep an eye out for him. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have your headlines with CBS News. Also, Bill Trefero from the Roanoke News Desk will be joining us with some information from the South Side. Lynchburg and Roanoke. Thanks so much for joining us here this morning on The Morning Jam. Listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA FM Greta Danville.